Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Android Faithful. I am Ron Richards, and it is Tuesday, November 28th, 2023. Uh, and it is Tuesday, and that means it's time to talk Android, but I'm all by myself this week. Wynn is still on, on location, on vacation in Japan, uh, and Michal is also not here. So I turn to some of my favorite people on the internet uh, joining us this week. Mr. Juan Bagnell, welcome back. Uh, three-timer, your third time on the show. We love it. Yeah, so. am, I, am I the first three-timer? You are the first three-timer, but you do have the edge yeah. because I, I will pull the curtain back on the show for everybody. When we started up Android Faithful, Juan was one of the folks who I called and I was like, would you come on the show often? And oh. and, and you were amenable. Yes. So, yeah, so. Heck yeah. Yeah, so we appreciate that. But then you also suggested we welcome our second guest tonight, uh, Mr. Tashaka yeah. Armstrong. Welcome. He put out the uh, Thundercat call, and I answered. <laughs> Excellent. Answered the call. Yeah. So, so, so good. Um, you both are two of my favorite people. Tashaka, we had you on All About Android back in the day, um, so you're no stranger yes, to, the, to the format, to the show. Um, and so I figured the three of us... We're gonna just we're gonna be a couple of dudes talking Android on a very oh, yeah. very slow news week. 
<laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty dry going through the links. Can like I, I felt bad. I hit you up this morning. I was like, I got nothing, man. I'm sorry. It it was. <laughs> I will be honest. It was it was rough. I mean, it was so rough. I'm trying to pull it up. It was so rough that I um uh I'm trying to get to Mastodon. I actually posted on Mastodon. I'm not even logged in. Forget it. Um, but uh, I posted to Mastodon that I was like, Whew, slow news week. Unless you're really into Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals. <laughs> because yep. basically last week was Thanksgiving uh, in the States. And then obviously Black Friday and Cyber Monday follow that. And I feel like every website that follows Android that we usually use to cultivate the news from, it was just a parade of get this deal, get this deal, get this deal until like today. It was still going. It was crazy. So, yeah. so, so did, did you guys get any deals? <laughs> Is, isn't today supposed to also be like a small business? Giving oh, no, that day, was small business that? Sunday. Small business Saturday. Oh, and then it was over the weekend. Okay, and then yeah. um, uh, today today's was giving. Today's Giving, giving Tuesday, Tuesday, where you're supposed right. to give donate oh, okay. things or whatever. So yeah. I knew today was supposed to be yeah. something. I am in such yeah. shell shock. It's I, I have yeah. holiday brain going bad. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the, um, yeah, there was some news that we're going to get to, um, which I'm yeah. excited to. Um, so, but but real quickly, I want to throw my props to Shaka. You're joining us. You, uh, you write for Android Central and iMore, right? For, those, for our viewers who aren't familiar with you. I am a yeah. contributor. Excellent. So, uh, and we're going to talk about one of your articles uh, in a little bit. So we're super happy for you joining us. Um, also, quick reminder to those of you watching live, you can tune into this live stream. We'll watch us record the show live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can do that at uh, youtube.com slash dailytechnewsshow or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash internet. And you get to also uh, help us pick a title for a show um, and you can do that at af.showbot.tv and after when we do the live stream recording we we, bant, we talk a little bit in the beginning if those of you watching live saw us talk about some anime and, and Wikipedia some good stuff there um, and, and we'll chat a little at the end of the show and we'll also pick a show title so those of you who is, are is, who are listening after the fact if you ever want to tune in live this is what we do we have a fun time so is Thundercats Go already a front runner for it title might be I don't know this I, week? I should pull it I, up I Thunder, like... Thundercats, Thundercats <laughs> came it, it, in strong uh, yeah so. It, it, it's like the Academy Awards. I don't think it deserves a win, but it should be nominated. It should be in there. Yeah, it probably so. will make its way. In there. <laughs> um, and before we get started, actually, I do want to share with everybody. Um, I'm an insane person, um, and because so, we had a uh, back at all about Android when we were part of the Twit family. Um, much love to Twit. We love Twit. Um, they did a great job of pulling together like a best of episode at the end of the year of all the best clips from the from the year. Um, and I kind of got sad thinking that we would not have that this year. So. I'm going to try to do it, but I need all of yours help. So if you're listening, if you're watching, here's all the information. Um, I put up a form that you guys can go to at tinyurl.com slash AF best of 23. Um, and that will take you to a Google form where uh, just let me know what the episode number is, whether you, you're you're pulling that from the audio or the YouTube video, because those have different durations um, uh, and the time, uh, the timestamp and why you think that moment is the best. And I will do my best to at least put together an audio best of. I might try to do video. It all depends on how much time I get over the holidays or over this month. Um, but I didn't want us to not have a best of moment type thing. So uh, that's tinyurl.com slash AF best of 23. I'm also going to put it in the show notes on the podcast. So you can find the direct link there, um, you know, because I'm a crazy person. Why not? So, 
Um, no, right on. But it's it's like the right time of year. Right. We yes. like to look back, yeah. and it's it's fun stuff to kind of go through and and just forget how much stuff we really did this year. Yes, exactly. Man, you go brain fog on some of this, and yeah. you yep. feel like you're missing it. And um, it also important to note our holiday schedule. We're we're not going to be putting out shows on December 26th, the day after Christmas, and January 2nd, the day after New Year's. We're taking a little break, and so this way we'll have some content to run during the break. So there you go. So, nice. Um, cool. Good call. All right. Um, so th- with that said, uh, let's get into the news. And it seems like the real only news, like actual meaty news that has happened since last week's episode <laughs> was the fact that um, Google Drive seems to be borking on a lot of people. <laughs> and while this isn't oh, exactly no. Android specific, it was enough Google enough that I thought was worth worth bringing up. But, um, but basically, uh, there was a lot of reports coming through uh, for users of Google Drive for desktop uh, that they were losing lots and lots of of data um, uh, and Google actually did respond to it um, at the time we're looking at an article from The Verge at the time of, of the article being written there was 192 users who said they had the same issue on the uh, Google support chat um, and somebody uh, from the Google team, a Google employee posted and they said, we're investigating reports of an issue impacting a limited subset of drive for desktop users and we'll follow up with more updates. And in the meantime, gave some instructions. So if you are a Google drive for desktop user and you're running into this, do not click quote unquote, disconnect account within drive for desktop and, (laughs) and do not delete or move the app data folder. Um, and that location on windows is at user profile slash app data slash local slash Google slash drive FS. And I'm it's at a library slash application support slash Google slash drive FS. Um, yeah. And he says, optional, if you have room on your hard drive, we recommend making a copy of the app data folder just for just for posterity. <laughs> Put it on yeah, there with your wiki, with your wiki backup. Yeah, <laughs> my Wikipedia. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I told you it's sort of tangentially related <laughs> it is, to yeah. one of the topics we were going to be talking about. Yeah. It, it, that, that is the scary thing to me where we've sold people on the convenience of cloud storage. We've yeah. got them comfortable using it but then when something like this happens look at those steps look where you have to go digging and it's not a mac or a pc thing it has nothing to do with the computer that you're on that is a chore to get a family member and and to head them off at the past like hey don't do this thing or don't disconnect this or don't panic try to you know just keep a level head and here are all the tech support steps you're going to go through to try and find this stuff yeah first uh did you turn it off and turn it back on again <laughs> yeah classic critically yeah. important all the time so so my question for you guys were, were either of you affected by this are you google drive for desktop users or i genuinely don't know i have really not i've, I've really backed off yep. using google drive and OneDrive for anything more than just sort of casually sharing media Same. with my family Family and friends, and and like some of the folks here in the chat, I've become a big advocate for rolling your own network attached storage, and the pricing on putting a big drive in a little mini PC or getting a NOS like a, a proper NOS enclosure has begun has been getting more and more affordable, and it to me that's just a safer way to kind of spread out. So my parents have a NOS. I'm talking to my brother and sister about backing up their stuff on hard drives attached to their own network. And there, I think we should all be talking about a multi-redundant strategy for backing up our data. I'm the lazy guy. It's in Google Drive. It's on iCloud Drive. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm screwed. Well, so the, 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 the <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. You, say if you that go because, down, you go down. Well, because yeah. what, what, at least from my experience. So like, I'm Juan. I'm more like you. Like, I'm a casual Google Drive user, right? Where, yeah. where I, I use it to transfer files or to share things or things like that. But, um, but also like my start, my my pinball company startup Scorbit. We use Google Apps as our main source. So like yeah. that's actually like all of our data is on there. And that is a workspace that we're using. Any company that is using Google Apps is using Google mm-hmm. Drive for their cloud storage. Mm-hmm. Um, my only thing is that this is so early in this happening. And knowing what we know at Google, I'm hoping that it's not the data is gone. It is just not accessible by G Drive for desktop. Because if you go on the web or you go to the app, can you still find the data? Is it still there? It's just a problem in whatever the the the, the software that's that's driving the desktop experience. So uh. that's exactly the concern I had, and I wanted to ask both of you guys: Do we think that this could be some of the early teething pains? Because aren't we in line yep. for Google killing a whole bunch of old? Gmail and Drive accounts. If you haven't logged into a Gmail account for a while, they're going to start cutting all of that info. Correct. That is happening on December first. Um, oh, even and, sooner than I thought. Yeah, and in fact, it, <laughs> wow. in fact, it's, it's I've seen it. It's crazy. I've been tracking this because, like, this is CBS, right? This is yeah. like, like, I'm, like we're pulling. Uh, they're mad at me for using the ad blocker. Um, so uh, yeah, so Good for you. Uh, see, like mainstream news is starting to cover this, which is the fact yeah. that um, that coming December first, Google will delete inactive accounts and all their contents, photos, calendar, emails, contacts, and Drive documents. Um, and basically, this is the, you know what they're saying is it's uh, this is a security measure um, to protect users from security threats such as spam, phishing, and account hijacking. Um, so if you have accounts that you haven't been uh, doing anything with, go check them by December first and log in and make sure everything's. I had one account. I got an email to. I got an email to mm-hmm. one of my other accounts as a backup saying, "Hey, we're going to purge this account if you don't log in and and do what you need to." Which I don't fault Google for doing this. I'm shocked it's no. 2023 and they haven't been doing this. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Like the unlimited notion of where when we finally got into Gmail and I had like ten. Gmail accounts for very minorly specific different things, and I've got it whittled down now to three. Um, but but again, we know that Google likes to get ahead of some of this stuff, and I can right, totally right. see them flipping some switches on servers and storage, and then, oops, we accidentally also borked a couple people who were still active users of these products. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens on December first when the apocalypse happened. The 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 purge purge. I don't know, purge apocalypse. The purge. The purge. Two, two, two days purge. before my birthday, it'll be a great gift. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. You're just going to Marie Kondo all your old Gmail <laughs> accounts. I'm here for it. So. All right. So additionally, in the in the Android news world, um, the Android 14 screenshot detection system is coming. Um, basically with Android 14 now, uh, apps, uh, there's a new API that will notify apps when a screenshot is taken, um, which will basically allow people to, uh, be aware if it's being screenshotted. Um, the system will display a, a message at the bottom of the screen to inform users when they have to text the screenshots being captured. Um, and uh, it does have some limitations. It's only detecting hardware button screenshots and doesn't detect screenshots taken via ADB. Um, but as you can imagine, uh, this is probably something that a lot of apps would like to know what is being screenshotted, and some apps don't want you to screenshot ever- anything, right? Like, and I know that yeah. some some apps, like the streaming services, currently already have protections to 
disable the ability to screenshot. You just get a black screen when you do the screenshot, yeah. um, which is the bane to a lot of bloggers and, and uh, stuff <laughs> like that. Um, what do you guys think yeah. of this at the, at the API level? No, I, I, I like the play because we do need that nuanced difference between just outright DRM on media that can't be copied through whatever type of on-screen presentation. And then something that at least is kind of keeping track of what someone's relationship is with the app. Mm. Um, I do think it's going to be kind of tricky for some of these apps to kind of say like, hey, we're looking at you using our service. I, I know there are probably going to be some concerns for, for security and for privacy and stuff like that. But I think this is probably the right way to start if the app has an interest in maintaining or protecting the content, if they're worried yep. about screenshots, then it just needs to start somewhere. How do you protect right. the data in that service? Right. And doing it at the API level shows like an acknowledgement of this from Google yeah. and on the Android level. Um, well, you, you uh, don't want to have to be making all those solutions on your own. Like I, I bank with one credit union where their app is just a wrapper for their website and it's not great. Yep. And and so, you know, having better tools to incorporate into those services, into those products, like I'd kind of want to know, like if someone's yeah. trying to screenshot information from something, then I think that makes sense for yeah. sure. Well, and, and from a parental standpoint, um, so I kind of found my way into the tech biz proper in uh, 2009, when my wife and I started a digital uh, literacy nonprofit, and we were going around the country educating parents initially, and then we kind of got begged at an event because uh, you know I'm like tatted up and I had the earrings and all this stuff, and the parents are like, "Oh my God, could you teach our kids? They think you're cool, please." And I was like, "No, I'm not ready. I haven't." created a program for kids and they're like we're gonna book you next year for when the next school season starts and if you want to you know decide not to by then that's my son feeding the dog if you <laughs> want to decide not to by then then you know you can cancel uh so we started teaching uh internet safety in 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 2009 and what i'll never forget one of the first times we taught at a, at a junior high um we talked about screen recording and we we talked in front of a classroom full of children of children teens tweens and talked about how if you do anything inappropriate in front of on a webcam you know with your phone whatever somebody can record it and for everybody watching who has friends who think their kids are digital natives and know everything you're terribly <laughs> wrong at the yeah. end of that seminar these yeah. kids walked up to me mostly girls unfortunately and they were you could tell the they had this look of concern on their faces. Yeah. And they were like, it's California. Don't they have to tell you before they record you? Jeez. Oh, like, but this is the naivete <laughs> of children. Are you a cop? You've got well, to tell me. Well, if you're here's a cop. what that shows is, is that, that middle schoolers know just enough to be dangerous or yes. get into trouble. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, yeah. And so that 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 yeah, is they're, they're, yeah. And not even just middle schoolers. Like yeah. I, I see this a lot with the grade school kids and my yeah. daughter. My daughter is a lot younger and they are really good at navigating a polished UI. These yeah. are kids that have fundamentally no experience with where that data lives, where that data is transmitted from. I, I was talking to my daughter last night. Like she does not know how to use a web browser. She knows how to do a whole bunch of things on the internet, but yeah. she doesn't know what the relationship is between where content lives and, and where content is stored. And so, again, something like that, 
Snap has had to build their own solution yep. for trying to circum circumvent some of that security that you're describing, Shaka. Yep. We're kind of overdue just building it into a common tool that every developer can access. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, as as the as a parent of two very small kids, I fear for the, the as they get older and the technology will well, just evolve. You know, and, the biggest know. piece of advice is the best parental control software is the software between their ears. Yep. And if you will talk to your children and have conversations that make you uncomfortable, you'll be having the right conversations. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, I, I'll say that, to, like, just tonight before we did the show, I took my daughter to gymnastics, and my daughter's five, right? So we're today, mm-hmm. and there were two bad actors in the class who were just like disrupting everything, and mm-hmm. and I'm watching, and I'm like, and I'm uh, far away from it, like you don't want to, you know, like we're we're separated from it, but I'm watching my daughter, and like she's listening, she's acknowledging, like I'm watching, and then like when the kids acted up, I saw her like look at them, then look at me, and like make a face, and I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm doing it right, I'm doing it right, we're doing this. Nice. So she 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 knows that they're being bad. It's like yeah. So I'm hopeful for, for the future. So but we'll, from a tech perspective, I keep threatening Marie. Like maybe we should just raise our daughter. You have to use all the same things that we grew up with. So here's a DOS box. <laughs> well, well, what's, what, what's, and here's five and a quarter floppy drive. Well, what's funny is that I remember I remember that same conversation. No, this has turned to a parenting technology parenting conversation. But um, I, um, my niece, slow news week. My my youngest niece is a senior in high school now. And I want to say, like, when she was in middle school, maybe five, six years ago, she was begging my sister for a phone, and then they got her the phone so they could be in contact with her, and she was begging for Snapchat and for Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my sister was like, well, you're, the t- you're, my, you're my IT person. You're my tech person. Mm-hmm. Is it safe? You know, she wanted TikTok also. Is it safe? And that was the whole China question and stuff like that. But, like, is it, should I do it? And I was like, I'm like, listen, she asked and I was yeah. like, I was like, me twenty years ago when I got a modem and stuff like that, I didn't ask. Like, I just, I, I yeah. was going on BBSs. I was down. I was pir- I was pirating software, and like, I was in a, I was in a pirate group. I was a courier. Like, I was like, whatever. Right. And like, I know, I didn't. I'm like, so I'm like, you did the right thing already, and that she's not just installing it herself and not telling you. So like, yeah. like, so I was like, eh, give her, continue to trust her, you know. And and as far as I know, knock on wood, it's been the right call. But uh. Um, but yeah, it's wild to think about. So screenshots and APIs. So, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we are all parents and it is the holidays. Um, and so to Shaka, as I, as I was scrolling through looking for Android news, I came across Mm -hmm. your lovely piece on Android central central. Um, I really liked this article. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, title five Android holiday hacks to make seasons activities run smoother. Um, to to help reduce stress for the holiday season, I was hoping maybe you could walk us through these and 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 how can Android make our lives better at the holidays? Uh. They, well, well, <laughs> Android can improve your life. <laughs> Let's talk about your Android phone and you. Uh, so you know what? We literally have the power of the Earth and all its stored data. On a 100 gigabyte hard drive, but in our pockets as well <laughs> on a smartphone. And yet the thing people are most concerned about doing with their smartphone is taking pictures. Yep. So, um, you know, people buy phones and they use a fraction of what they're capable of. And, you know, just like I wish I could teach everybody the difference between center metering and and, you know, just the different 
things you can get into when you get into a pro mode that will actually improve your photos, but most people just want to plug and play. So the first thing, you know, we did was we talked about, um, especially if you just bought one of the Pixel 8 devices, the Pixel 8 or Pixel 8 Pro, they have this really, really fascinating, compelling feature called Best Take, which allows you during this holiday season when you're gathered together around the Yule log and you're all uh, trying to take those family photos and you've got young children who are going to make uh, funny faces or trying babies, you can take a, a dozen photos. And Google's new best take allows you to actually see the faces of everybody in that photo below an, a, a, the, the thumbnail of the, the main photo image at, that you've chosen uh, out of the few that you took, and then select the best faces uh, that you want for each person in the photo. For families, for group photos, this is phenomenal. I mean, this is what AI, to me, at the com at, from the consumer sense, is really about. I mean, I think there's much deeper medical and all this other kind of stuff. We can get into existential discussions around that. But just in terms of practical everyday use, this is one. Of, this is what AI is about. So, you know, we can talk one inch sensors, but right here, this is something that no camera technology that a better sensor can actually replace. So, so con confession to make here, I've been trying to use best take and I've uh -huh. yet to take enough photos to have it show up in Google photos. <laughs> like, cause my kids are constantly moving. I'm lucky if I get like one or two, so I need to switch to burst mode. So I get that. Yeah. Like, do we know what the yeah. minimum number of photos is to actually have this trigger? So I think it's technically three. it's supposed to be three. Yeah. Yeah. But the more the better. So if you can, I mean, yeah. uh, if you can get like ten uh, yeah. in burst mode, which shouldn't be difficult in burst mode, if you can get like ten photos in there, then you've got plenty of options. But to I, I used it this Thanksgiving. Took four photos from my Pixel Watch to my Pixel Eight. Cool. And the, I need I, the, there was that one shot where everyone was perfect except my cousin, and we needed to replace her face, and cool. I had it. So uh -huh. it, it's, it comes in clutch. It's really handy. Now, if you want to get real persnickety, I think you can also take photos from a phone with a one-inch sensor and then move them to your Pixel. <laughs> and I think then you could also... So basically, you just need to own, like, all the phones, and then you can right, have all exactly. the features. Yeah. So. <laughs> Only banned Taiwanese or Chinese phones. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those international imports that people are yeah. so hot on right now. Those one-inch sensors. Ah, they're great. <laughs> so that was the first step that we went through, the first how-to. And, and of course, these are all written uh, in the theme of Twas the Night Before Christmas, because yep. I'm a rhyming fool. Uh, so if you actually read the article, you'll be regaled with rhymy words. Uh, uh, and then the next one we went into was um, Audio Magic Eraser. Now, it's funny because when you watch shows like CSI, uh, any of those procedural crime dramas for years, they've always done things on those shows, which are not actually possible. Uh, like in this case, uh, elim or, um, eliminating background noise or isolating different frequencies, different sounds in an honest, in a audio field. And, and even though that was doable, you needed a certain level of equipment to do it. And most police agencies probably were not equipped with that. Uh, and, and it didn't work as fast back then as they would show on the TV show. But today, in your pocket, with the Pixel 8 or Pixel 8 Pro, you can actually isolate. You know, the rhyme I have here is that your uncle gave a toast, but the dog was barking in the background. And for posterity, you really want to save that toast because he said something magical. And now you can actually get rid of the dog barking in the background. 
like the future is now. This stuff, this is really yeah. cool technology. We need this for podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's it's been fascinating because like we've had really good uh, noise reduction tools for right. yeah decades now, but what AI is doing isn't just removing noise. Yeah. This, I think, is the, the the magic of of this kind of software. Is it's yeah. replacing the information that gets lost. So if there's a, a sound in my background, and it's stepping on the frequencies of my voice, if you do a whole bunch of noise reduction, it's going to cut into my voice. I'm going to sound like I'm underwater. Right. Now AI is actually replacing that information from me, and eliminating stuff from the background. And that that to me is still like science fiction. That right. it, not only it works, but it works in almost real time processing a video on a pocket computer yeah uh is is, is pretty incredible yeah. yeah the aliens may actually visit us i, I, <laughs> I, I highly so. doubt it but you know we finally like have some cool stuff to show them yeah yeah can we play with your toys too <laughs> Yay! Uh, and then, uh, this actually i want to give a shout out to uh one of the the private whatsapp chat groups i'm in because they actually inspired this art this entire article one day we were chatting about uh, we have this thing where we introduce each other once a month. Uh, the old members will say, hey, I'm so-and-so. And then they give like a quick rundown in a format to say who they are, their interests, different things like that. So that new members, when they come into the group, they do the same thing. So everybody's kind of familiar, kind of make it like a little family, really cool chat group. But some people didn't want to go back or didn't know how to on their phone go back to their old posts because you're having to repost this monthly if you're an older member of the group. So I was like, well, you guys, you can just screenshot your old post and just copy rip the text and put it in the new post and nobody knew how to do that <laughs> so you know and like i said most of us don't know how to use most of what our phones can do so um that is actually was the inspiration for this entire article because i'm like here let me you know people are going to have flyers they're going to have party invites over the holidays and you want to plug that into your google maps real quick um Without having to type everything in, you can just rip it from the image. And so this step was how to use Google Lens. And and the, the interesting thing about Android that poses some complications is when you're when you're writing these types of articles for the average uh, consumer, the because Androids are skinned, this isn't consistent across every device. Right. So yeah, this process looks different on a Pixel Eight than it does on a Galaxy S twenty two than it does on a OnePlus 11. So, you know, so we, we I went Google Lens because on pretty much any of the Android phones, you can invoke Google Lens. Google Lens will then use optical character recognition or AI to recognize all the text on the, uh, the, the screenshot or image. And then you can copy that text and put it right into Google Maps or wherever else you're going to use that text. If you're sharing it with other mm -hmm. family for an event, you can put it on Facebook, whatever. It just makes it easy to do that. Yep. And then you can even copy it to your computer with some uh, some of the options when you actually go to copy that text. So it's just a really great way to, to, to make uh, the holidays and the flyers and all these invites easier to share or, again, to to drop into any gps I, I thought this was genius i mean it's i mean like it's 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 all in there and but the application i i, I didn't go as far to think of that so really good so. thank you thank you and then this one actually like 
it's funny because you know you go to these part you go to a family gathering or whatever party and everybody's taking pictures and then i always find people oh wait go back to that first photo this is a little fun nugget easter egg um in this image of me sitting here with this multicolored jersey who is that on my right that is hmm. everybody's friend if you're old enough tom that is Tom. Wow, a photo of Tom from MySpace. That wow. Is Tom wow. On a, uh, photo walk. That's cool. I was on a Google photo walk and Tom yeah. was on this photo walk. So, yeah, That's I was funny. like, dude, I need a picture with you. That's <laughs> yeah, I miss uh, those classic MySpace days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, this one, this was, um, you know, it, it's funny because you these days we're in a place where you go to an event and everybody's waiting for everybody to post their photos to Instagram yep. or Facebook yeah. so that they can then see them. But in this way, if you're using Google Photos, you can create shared albums and then you can give everybody right access to those shared albums so that they can then take all the photos that they've taken, all the pictures they've taken at a family gathering or a party and just upload those photos right to that album. Now, everybody who's at the party uh, can share those photos. And again, this is really good if this is like especially family gathering. Now, you are, yeah. you are a lot more kinder than I am because um, we had my brother-in-laws couldn't make it for Thanksgiving actual. So we all got uh -huh. together the weekend before and all the kids were together, all the cousins. And I was taking pictures with my Pixel 8 Pro and um, took a bunch of pictures. And we have a shared family kind of WhatsApp group. And so everyone was posting pictures throughout the day and seeing that sort of thing. Um, and then later that night, my, my sister-in-law texted me and she said, your photos are amazing. What phone do you have? And I said, oh, it's the Pixel A Pro. And I, and I said, oh, would you, do you want all the pictures I took? And she said, yeah. So I made a sh an album of every picture I took throughout the day, a lot with, with my niece, with her daughter and mm -hmm. sent her that, but I didn't make it. I just I just made it read only. I didn't make it writable. So. <laughs> well, there may have been a reason for that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. No judging. No judging. So you are a lot more uh, collaborative and inclusive than I am. So, <laughs> but that's why I say this is great for family because yeah. you know family's not going to you know drop a photo in there that they're going to go oh yeah exactly you know, in theory. So and then this one uh, um, Google Assistant is so powerful. Like there are so many things you can do with it. I wonder how many people instead of, and I see them all the time driving with their phones up like this, how many yeah. people know that you can text via voice and yeah. traffic? If, you know, if you can have it reading out your messages and you can actually respond without taking your eyes off the road and, and actually send short messages. But for this holiday season, I turned this into um, being able to have Google Assistant be your personal assistant, your executive assistant. Uh, and also so that, you know, there's a lot going on in our heads as parents. There are a lot going on in our heads as, as single people without parents or even married people uh, who don't have kids. And that's why I'm mean, single people without kids, married people who don't have kids. Um, there's so much going on in our heads in the holidays. And you're going to think of something that you need to do tomorrow or later on today. And you can actually just speak that as you're thinking about it, to Google Assistant, if you have it configured properly to do so. And one of the, unfortunately, one of the rough parts of Android, which I was glad I was able to write this article for, is note-taking, uh, voice notes. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. when you go into this, it, honestly, I thought this article was going to be really quick to write on that part, but I actually had to spend like a couple hours or so going through uh, uh, having, showing people how to use Google to take a quick dictation, a quick note with a reminder, timestamp, whatever. Because when you do that and it's not configured properly, you can do it with 
uh, Google Assistant out of the box once you set up Google Assistant on your phone, but it goes into the yeah. ether. There's no actual app. It's just in this weird space, and you yeah, have to then it's like Google data purgatory. My yep. Yeah, it really is. Unless you actually find the setting for notes and lists in the Google Assistant settings, which good luck finding the settings for Google Assistant on the phone because they're kind of all <laughs> over the place, which is I put in the article the easiest way to do it is actually just say, hey, Google, uh, show me Google Assistant settings, and then it'll pull that up for you. <laughs> that is the easiest way to get to that. To which is settings. somewhat appropriate, right? Assistant. Use Assistant yes. for to tell you how to use Assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then when you go to notes and lists and, and you, you go into that menu, you can set it so that Google Keep is your default note-taking app. And now when you speak those notes into Google Assistant, they'll all be in Google Keep. And Google Keep has gotten a lot better since the first time I looked at it. Because I looked at yeah, it, played it, and was like, yeah. yeah, no, I'm done. I'm not, no, no, Evernote's my, so My wife better. moved us off of OneNote. We're, really? on, to keep? we're on Keep now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's solid now. It really is. You, my main thing that I needed was uh, tasks and subtasks. Yeah. And now that you can have tasks and subtasks, and you can add so Spot many on. more things to it. It's excellent. So that was, I think, the last one was yep. using Google Assistant as your personal assistant and really familiarizing people up with how you can actually get the most out of Google yeah. Assistant and use it during the holidays to, again, take down a quick note so you don't forget 10 minutes for, later. For me, the days leading up to Thanksgiving were constantly telling assistants to put on my shopping list of Keep going, oh, we need olive oil. Oh, we'd like, yeah. And that way, when yeah. the store is yeah. all there and Keep and ready to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so it's a great article. Everyone should go to AndroidCentral.com and check it out. Five Android holiday hacks. Um, and, and, and we, we're all kind of pro users here, but use this to evangelize, send, send someone in your family, yeah. this article yeah. and, and help spread the, uh, spread the gospel, right? So, spread the Android love. Yeah, exactly. Well, good stuff. But, uh, uh, above that. Sorry. I know we're yeah. going to move on to the next topic, but uh, if you'll pardon just the moment of sentimentality, because I'm such a heavy photo guy. Love it. Um, I recently lost a cousin a couple weeks ago and we're all scrambling to like try and find photos and videos of my cousin Phil. Yeah. And it's everything I can do to like share those family albums, make sure people have links to them. They're going to fight you the whole time, especially your older family members. They are going to hate having to figure out how to click a link in an email yeah. or in a, in a message. But when you're going back and you're trying to to find this stuff again, it really matters. That, Do not let your memories be disposable social media fodder. Share and support and do the IT stuff. Do that that thankless work of getting your family members up to speed because it matters so much when that's that those are the memories that you want to hold on to. I mean that that topic alone like uh, my frustration with Google Photos is that my life starts at 2015 when I started when I adopted and started yeah. using it, right? And like I know that I have digital like there's a there's a big gap that's a lot of people are going to run into between roughly the late 90s into about the mid 20 teens where we took photos on digital cameras and who knows where those files are. Right. You, you, how many, you know, you go on to computers and hard drives and all this sort of stuff. And like pre 2000, we had printed photos and photo albums and that sort of thing. There's yeah. going to be a digital uh, void. That, that's exactly in people's the lives. gap we yeah. had on my cousin. Yeah, you're, exactly. I mean, you're describing it to a T where yeah. we were scrambling to try and find this yeah. stuff. I think about that and often. Like I, I, if I had more time, I want to dig up my, all those photos and scan and them and scan archive those photos. them. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. crazy. 
All right. Well, yeah. So there you go. There's there's a good PSA to to get everyone onto onto some sort of photo archive. It doesn't have to be Google Photos. I mean, Google Photos we think I I think is superior, but Amazon we 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 often people tell us about Amazon's photo uh, archiving feature. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. But if nothing else, read Shaka's article yeah. for some a, a good starting place yep. to kind of kick off what your backup strategy might look like. Exactly. So, yep. There you go. All right, cool. Sound um, advice. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Shaka. And to uh, move on from there, we're going to move on to our patron pick. Every week, uh, all of our loyal patrons over at patreon.com slash androidfaithful uh, get to vote on a uh, news story for us to talk about uh, uh, in the in the podcast here itself. Um, it was a slow, slow news week. It was, but uh, <laughs> here's what we got. Um, coming in last was the list of devices that Samsung has updated to Android 14 that only got 13% of the vote. Slow news. Week um, coming in second um, with 19% of the vote. Google quietly adds support for quick phrases and pix- uh, with Pixel Buds Pro, um, which was the early leader. Uh, but the winning story this week was that Google Cast control notifications now appear in the Android Media Player, um, and this is uh, nice. an interesting development that you know media controls for Cast devices um, were historically as a standard notification, but now with and in the last week or so. Uh, Google's updated experience, so it looks like other app alerts, and I did also notice that in the past week, where I was like, yeah. "Oh, look at that! Like that looks, you know, that I, I noticed the change in the notification pane um, on on that media player for casting because I do a lot of casting to our Google Home or to Google TV and things like that. Um, I, but it's still a little bland. Like I feel like the new screenshot, give me album art, give me a little more." You know, like yeah. I feel like there's a lot of real estate being taken up with not a lot of design. Um, <laughs> yeah. But hey, it's a start. I don't completely know. Did, agree. Did you guys notice well, that, sir? Well, not not only noticed it. The the thing I really like is this is another data point that we can look at to say, even though there's this idea of operating system fragmentation in Android, when new features come, this is going back, I think, to Android 11, yep. right? Yep. So going back two or three generations, even if your phone is off the reservation for new OS updates, the functionality is there. You're, I, I had the exact same experience because I was listening to podcasts going like, this looks totally different now. Yep. And why isn't it showing my podcast yeah. <laughs> the way that it should be? Right. And yeah, I would go into looks, the actual It looks broken. App, it actually but... looks broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least there is now proper functionality for where this stuff lives for when I want to send it to other yep. streaming devices or like the sound bar in my office or something like that. Yeah. So I appreciate the the functionality still needs a little update. Polish it up. For some of the pretty stuff. It's a starting point. So, mm-hmm. um, cool. And I want to thank, make sure we thank, I forgot to do this last week, but we want to thank our patrons for helping us do this. And so a quick shout out to, uh, to Ed, uh, Enda McCallig and Mikey Dixon, two loyal, uh, Android faithful patrons, uh, helping us bring the patron news week this week. So, uh, thank you, uh, Enda and Mikey, uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for supporting us. Go to patreon.com slash Android Faithful where you can sign up uh, there. So good. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Stuff. Cool. So uh, there was a little bit of hardware news, though, uh, that we can discuss here this week, as it seems as if the next big phone release isn't Samsung, uh, but rather the OnePlus 12. Um, So we talked about it last week, how the OnePlus 12 launch date was going to be on December 4th uh, in China to celebrate OnePlus's uh, 10-year anniversary. Uh, They have now moved it to December 5th instead of December 4th. So they're going to celebrate the 10th anniversary. Well, you know why they did that, right? No, why is, why is that? Because no, my they that. anniversary is on December 4th. Oh, of course. Oh, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Mine is 28 years, so they can't compete with that. They've only got yeah. 10. So. No, that was actually really considerate of them. I don't think OnePlus gets enough credit for just how... <laughs> Yeah. How they handle those personal relationships. They care about us influencers. So, so uh, they care about you and your anniversary, but also, uh, so they're going to celebrate their anniversary on the same day as your anniversary on December 4th, and then they'll launch the OnePlus 12 in China on December 5th. Um, and as part of that, uh, they started, uh, they rolled out their first teaser, which gave gave us mm-hmm. a, uh, a glimpse of what we can expect from, from the OnePlus 12. Um, it's got some color options. They move the alert slider. Um, and they also confirm some other details, like it will have wireless charging and other things like that. Um, so are hey, you guys hey. excited for the OnePlus 12? What are, what are our thoughts here? What do, you, what do you think? After using the OnePlus Open, I am so much more excited for the OnePlus 12. Right. Like if the OnePlus 12 is basically the OnePlus Open in a non-folding form, and it can bring a perk like wireless charging that people got real persnickety about. I don't really care when I've got real fast charging, but the camera improvements, the performance improvements, running that new Snapdragon chip, uh, this this is looking like it's going to be a really fun phone to test drive early next year. Yeah. And I've always loved OnePlus phones. I really just have enjoyed their design. Um I've enjoyed the things they've done with the software for the most part uh, on, on some of the earlier uh, OnePlus devices. And, um, they're, they, they, you know, we, we review so many products, so many different phones. It's always fun when you have a fun phone to review that's going to, you know, throw you some extra things here and there that you may not be seeing on some competitors. So mm-hmm. it's always been a fun phone. So I'm always looking forward to what OnePlus is doing, even when everybody was a little concerned with some of the mergers and some of the OS stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, excuse me, I, I, I 
I look forward to. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of uncertainty around OnePlus, and I've been I've been a very vocal detractor over the past two years because it seemed that like once Carl Pei left, they were like seeking an identity, and they were doing right. a lot of sameness, and the, there was a lot of stuff that was like, okay, what are they doing here? And I, like you on the OnePlus Open, like opened my eyes, you know, kind of like revitalized the the <laughs> the, the, the the excitement around the brand, um, and yeah. I'm excited to see it continue with the OnePlus 12 just just by offering a white black and green version of the phone alone oh yeah you know with that camera with that with that round camera um you know uh camera that's bigger than a bump camera section of the back of the phone yeah Yeah. um (laughs) plus with a dynamic color like green you know the phone will stand out and um Mm -hmm. i'm excited i think that i think what they're what they're going to bring to market is going to be really interesting and worth checking out um as we mentioned it's going to launch in in uh december in china and then launch globally in january um so how definitely. funny is it that our phones are now like cars? Like we're already test driving the 2024 models, right. even though we're still at the tail end of 2023. Yep. yep. Like the, the game has just gotten so accelerated. So I, I was really concerned about OnePlus going into the OnePlus 11 mm-hmm. as a more price compromised device. Yep. It's a screamer phone, but it's a very practical phone phone. It doesn't really do a whole lot else. It's not a pro device. And the OnePlus Open is the best of everything that OnePlus has currently offered. And so if we can get a little more of that flavor going into a price competitive device, a good camera competitive device, I'm hoping it'll bring back features like video output through the USB-C port for some of your power users. I think we'll have a OnePlus that's finally figured out the Oppoification, Oppoification of yep. the brand and what it means for making a North American phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought they were going to get absorbed by Oppo and it was going to be a lot of sameness and they're innovating. Yeah. I'm so excited to see that. So, yeah. Um, well, and Oppo using them as kind of a, a like like a little wedge brand. Yeah. We still have relationships in North America. We we're not the scary Chinese company that is going to get shut down, you know, like not we're not a Huawei or an Honor. And so it's an opportunity for them to kind of still be a little enthusiast player in this market and hopefully they can build on that and they can kind of make mm-hmm. their their offerings unique so that consumers will actually seek them out. Yeah. And I I so hope that's the case because the the whole thing with uh uh, Huawei and Honor being kicked out of the states for things that companies in the states are doing to us is yeah. just was just nuts. So I'd love to see them uh, make some inroads and and bring us uh, solid devices at price points that are well below you know twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we we could always use a little more competition here, and yeah. you know. The OnePlus Open kind of helped. <laughs> it kind of helped. Really did. Shake I think up it's some a of this conversation. Shockwaves through the foldable lineup. Well, so so it's interesting because like so OnePlus will be the next phone coming out and hot on the heels of Samsung. Um, and so what we did see in the past week was uh, some Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra leaks um, <laughs> that uh, that make Juan laugh. Um, but um, what we've got is. Uh, we, uh, we're going to get into this. I'm, I'm laughing not at the Samsung or the... Because we know it's not really a leak. I'm almost positive at this point. That Samsung is just like, hey, guys, pay attention to us, too. Our phone's coming soon before MWC. 
Yep. And so that's that's the game now. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. So 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 the, the the key thing with these quote unquote leaks is that uh, it looks as if the the, the Samsung Galaxy S twenty four is going to have a a flat screen uh, and a thicker looking design. Um, but also, you know, as we've as we've as we've heard, also Samsung might be flirting with titanium uh, to uh, to okay. compete with Apple in terms of the the iPhone titanium. Um, so you. So so one, you think these leaks are legit? You think this is we're looking at what the S twenty four is going to look like? I, I don't believe Samsung is going to do anything radical yeah. with the S twenty fours. I I feel like they're in a holding pattern right now. The S twenty three sold respectably well. Um, I'd be very shocked if they're retooling or significantly changing the design of these products just to kind of rein in costs yep. because we know that premium Android has been getting hammered. Um, there is not a lot of interest on in Android above $400. What I have to kind of pick at, the 9 to 5 Google folks, is already highlighting a conversation about this phone being just so thick. <laughs> oh, look at this. It's just so... I mean, it, you can see from the photos, it's going to be thicker. You're talking about a note with an <laughs> S Pen built into it. This was never going to be the svelte phone. Yeah. Yeah. And and this to me is is I mean, like they're making me defend Samsung, which is already kind of bile in my mouth. Yeah, I'm might not you a be a knight in disguise? It doesn't look but, that thick, though. I mean, I don't it know. Look any, it doesn't look any thicker than a, any so. So what what they said is they they said they, they said the 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 fact that the the glass is flat, the side effect makes it look thick. They said. Um, they said. In all reality, it's very likely it isn't any thicker. But by removing the curve, the device appears a little chunkier. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Is... They probably had a word limit to reach for SEO. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. So we added in some some other descriptive adjectives, like as many adjectives and descriptive yeah. as we can. Just so we can like make, the yeah, Pixel yeah, 8 Pro going to a flat screen, which is absolutely a benefit. I am yeah. not a fan of curved glass edges yeah. on premium expensive devices that are hard to fix and easy to damage. Yeah. They changed the aspect ratio slightly and it is functionally, It is we're talking like a fraction of a millimeter difference that your fingers cannot detect when you put a Pixel 7 Pro against a Pixel 8 Pro. Yeah. The person who is going to shop a Note 24, this is the crown jewel productivity phone is not going to care. And if anything, they're going to appreciate that their screen is flat so S Pen functions yeah. aren't getting messed up at the curves and the edges of that glass screen. Samsung did a very good job of accounting for that. It's just better if you have a flat screen. Yeah. So I'm already over people that are going to complain about, oh, it looks thicker. No one cares. <laughs> this is a tank of a phone that is for work. So grow up. Yeah. And use the phone for work like the grown-ups will. And, and the aesthetic of this, which has been the same design we've had since the S20, no one's going to care. Put yeah. a case on it, you're fine. Yeah. And you know what? And personally, the whole thinner, ultra-thin, super-thin, paper-thin, that whole, right. it just really gets irksome to me. Because look, functionally, give me a chunky phone so I can have more battery. Yeah. Period. I'll take a fatter phone, a thicker phone, so I have to charge less. So, yeah. you know, so I, I don't have battery FOMO at, at yeah. the end of the day and I'm sitting at, at 8%. You know, so this 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 race to the thinnest device 
is is to me ridiculous unless we're talking about future technology that looks like something from Star Wars or Star Trek, where it's literally, you know, just a thin display. Well, Shaka, you know? I mean, let's be fair. This is already significantly thinner than a tricorder. <laughs> you know, future technology. Well, like, at every level of Star, Star Trek, Trek, by the way, too. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. The, well, I know. I, I, I still... The TOS tricorders were like, the, the, yeah, they're, 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 there's a TNG come tricorder. On, come thing, on. Right? Yeah, this, this does not... There's a that's reason a why... Start there, there's a reason why uniforms in Star Trek don't really have pockets, yep, because right. you can't put stuff like this at a, po- at a belt <laughs> Uh, I love the Star Trek world. I just, I wish I want to live it so badly. So, uh, Tashaka, what, what phone are you using as your daily driver these days? Uh, I'm between a couple of different phones right now. Um, I'm using uh, the iPhone 15 Plus and, uh, yes, I know, and uh, a Google Pixel 7 Pro. Okay. Uh, those are the, those are the, the, the daily drivers for me and, 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 you know, just to what Juan was talking about with people not wanting to buy phones over $400, um, you know, and actually uh, you said, you know, uh, I have down here Android Central iMore. I just wrote an article about the iPhone 15 Plus and how going to Disneyland <laughs> convinced me this is the best phone for most people uh, just because of mm-hmm. the battery life and and like Juan said earlier, the cost. Yep. And, and, and so um, – you know, there's a lot to be said for Android devices that are, you know, giving people uh, a lot of value for their dollar uh, uh, compared to other yeah. phones where you really look at it and go, am I really getting that much more buying a $1,200 phone than I am a five, six? $100 phone. Well, it's interesting that that came up because we, we do have an, a, a listener email later in the show on this very topic. Yeah, let's, I, so, yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to say, like, yeah. shut up, Shaka. Yeah, no, no. But, but, I mean, save really it because we so, actually have something to <laughs> add about that. So, so let, let's get through the rest of the stuff, then we'll get yep. to it. One more quick thing on hardware, just <laughs> and I feel bad because Juan and Shaka, while I love having you guys here, I wish uh, Jason or Flo or Michelle or Wynn were here to celebrate this moment because uh, in, the, in, the, in the array of Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals articles. I did catch the fact that uh, Walmart's new Google TV stick has been released, uh, and they all know a, a favorite of this group of people who podcast the 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 Walmart brand on 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 this thing runs Google TV and it's less than $15. Yeah. Like, and we joke about on and on and and it's, um, and it's lesser quality and being a Walmart brand. But honestly, like you could give someone Google TV as a stocking stuffer this holidays, yeah, right? Like, suck. like at this price point, it's not, this is not a bad from all the things I've heard. This is not a bad device. Yeah. Well, right. and you know, and the truth, truth be told. So something that's remained a constant, I think, throughout history, throughout recorded history. My father uh, before me, my father, God, I sound like Star Wars. My father before me was uh, was a a post-production editor. He was a film and TV editor. And he used to get so annoyed back when TVs had tint uh, knobs and all that stuff way back when. Because you'd come home and everybody would be watching a green TV. Yep. And my dad would go, oh, my God, how can you guys sit here and watch? Because he's an editor. His job is to fix images. Yep. But regular people, 
you know, that would have been my mom, myself and my brothers, my siblings sitting around watching TV. We don't even notice those things. Yeah. So for somebody yeah. who's going to have this sub $15 device to put on their TV, if 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 there's some part of the imaging, uh, the video that's not quite as polished or pretty as a more expensive streaming device, nobody generally very few people are going to notice. That. But here's the thing, and I like the more I talk about this, I'm watching Juan squirm in his seat, right? Um, it, so, so it, it definitely is. It is a it is a lower price device. It's only got 1.5 gig of RAM, right? So you're going to be limited by the number of apps you can install on it, right? Um, it does have micro USB connectivity, 1080p output, no storage expansion. So don't get don't think you can hook a you know, hard drive up to anything like that. Um, we don't know what the internal storage on it looks like uh, beyond the 1.5 gig ram hopefully it's 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 my, um, meaningful um but it's running the same chip set that the 1080p chromecast with google tv is running yeah right and so it supports av1 decoding um and you know like so it, it's it, it, it it's not bad like to your point shaka it's probably no, like is- people don't know this is not bad so. This is the kind of the mandatory option that we need. Yep. Because um, I, I don't know about you and your circles of family and friends, but I end up visiting family and I have to play tech support for like Roku TVs and LG TVs and Samsung TVs. I, one other family member has a TCL with Google TV built into it. And at some point, we're all just frustrated because after like a year, the smart part of our TV is kind of useless. And so yeah. I've slowly been getting other family members to do things like, if you want Roku, just buy a Roku box. Then it doesn't yeah, matter right, what TV you use. Right. You know exactly how this thing is going to work. And for the Google side of this, a lot of people still have full HD 1080p TVs. So you're not going to want to spend $30, dollars $50 on like a 4K streamer when you can walk in, grab something like this, your accounts are going to transfer over. I have to hope that because it's Google TV and properly certified that it's not too much of a problem with maybe additional apps or bloat or trackers or something like that that might run off of it and be kind of malicious with data. I feel like Walmart working with Google, they probably have to have something, some kind of relationship that it's not going to be a security nightmare. Um, but 15 bucks. And now it doesn't matter what TV you get, what interface we can finally get away from all of the terrible, um, smart aspects of these other TVs and use something familiar that can go with you from TV to TV after you upgrade. So, so I, I am on the Walmart website now and confirm that it's selling for $14 and 88 cents. It is also out of stock. It's out of stock. Yeah, yeah. Not surprised. I think so. I am not surprised. Yeah. Now that yeah. said, looking at the specs of it on the website, they do indeed not mention the storage on the device. So, like, I, I, I have to imagine it is almost nothing. Almost nothing. Yeah. So, so know that as you're going into it. But yeah, but like, you have a you have a guest room. You have a you know like what, yeah. whatever night need. Just throw that in the TV, and and it, it it's a great solution. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I just had to call out the na 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 na, which just cracks me up. So. <laughs> No, um, I mean, I wasn't really like squirming, squirming. You were squirming it, a little. I, you were squirming oh, a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I'm right there with you. <laughs> you. Never use the smart TV software in the TV 
plug in a Google TV Chromecast, plug in an NVIDIA Shield, plug in a Roku. Yeah. Like, like, like Patrick Norton gave me that advice, geez, in like 2008, right? And it was like, yeah. Yeah, just get a dumb monitor that shows the best image you can and plug things into it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as I like my Chromecasts, on our main TV in the living room, I'm back to a mini PC. Yeah. Just like I keep running into a limitation here, and you're like, you know what? Nope. I, yeah. I, I flip a table over and I'm like, go full computer. <laughs> just like yeah. hook it back up. Um, yeah, no, I hit the I hit the device storage limit on the, Google, the Chromecast with Google TV, of the yeah. 4K one, and like I had to delete apps, and I got so mad I was going to d- pull out my NVIDIA Shield, and I just I was too busy. So I'm God, still, I'm still I love the NVIDIA Shield. NVIDIA still. Shield's so good. Still so good. So good. It's still good. It's not, it's not like yeah. past tense. It's still good. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool. Uh, a couple of apps uh, news before we get to our uh, listener email. Uh, uh, Google Messages is getting support for Ultra HDR images over RCS. Um, the, the RCS revolution continues. HDR images. That's great. That's awesome. Right? I don't know. Like yeah. this is yeah. This is good news. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, I gotta say, you know, we've been talking about RCS on like almost every single yeah. visit appearance that I make on your podcast. This Thanksgiving, my immediate family, all Androids, and it was the best functionality we've ever had in sending messages back yeah. and forth. Not having an iPhone ruining our conversations. Wow, <laughs> glorious! Look at that, look at that, look at that rhetoric. Well, here's I the question so I asked happy. everybody. This is the question I asked folks last week. I'll extend it to you guys. Where were you when you heard that Apple would be adopting RCS? Because <laughs> it's a real. That might be the highlight moment of the year. So, it's like I remember exactly you, where I was when it happened. <laughs> you know what's freaky? We were uh, so TK and I were were at the MediaTek Summit. And they're going out there talking about Dimensity 9300 and all big did, cores, and we're going big this year. Did everyone and start looking at their this, phones? You see this flurry of, of techies in the audience all like, oh, my God, oh, my God, check this out, check this out. It's RCS, RCS, iMessage. That's so funny. Oh, that's so funny. I felt terrible, but, I mean, like, I feel like MediaTek, they still got some good coverage. But yeah, it, it was, yeah. like, for, for a good, like, 10 minutes in the middle of their executive conference, uh, a whole bunch of nerds were were like flurrying to the to the social medias to talk about RCS on iMessage. That's too funny. Oh, I love it. Uh, that's Pretty a good catch. one. All right. Um, so that's gonna wrap it up for the news. I'm gonna skip the other apps stuff because that wasn't really big news as it was. But I'm anxious to get to our listener email because it's always a highlight of it. Um, everybody in the audience, you can email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. We love to hear from you. Um, and our first email. Uh, is a long one. This is in response to uh, Juan Shaka. We talked, uh, I think, on last week's episode or the week before about uh, Amazon moving away from Android and developing their own operating system. Yeah. Um, So uh, we got a great, great email in from Dave who writes in and says, I'm a a developer that has developed an open source app for both Fire TV and Google slash Android TV, uh, Serenity for Android. Amazon early on was promoting devs to use the Google guidelines and lean back framework for Android TV. However, over the last five years or so, they stopped making recommendations to use lean back and go to the web wrapper route. So the writing on the writing on the wall has been there for a while. Developing for both platforms was relatively painless, except when it came to supporting older Fire TV sticks. While Fire TV, for much of the time, had a larger ecosystem due to their Amazon Prime video service, there were always several major versions behind on the OS. 
This change away from APK to ABB for app packaging probably also something to do with the switch. Amazon would need to invent similar infrastructure to support this distribution format. And as far as I know, Google hasn't open sourced many of its tools needed to support this. Amazon and Google both need to bury the hatchet and work together on these open source operating systems, something neither of them did well in this case. Uh, Keep up the good work and check out Serenity for Android for an app that started off as an original Google TV app to Android TV, Fire TV, and finally back to uh, Google TV. And uh, that email came in from Dave Carver, and uh, Dave did share the link to GitHub, uh, github.com. GitHub.com slash nine worlds slash Serenity dash Android. And I'm sure if you search Serenity Android, you can find it. Um, But all the files and everything you need in there to install Serenity. um, uh, And basically... Serenity is an is uh, a client for the MB Media Server. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so if you're using that, it's a pretty cool tool. So definitely check out Dave's work. It's worked yeah, really hard. And I've it. definitely been playing around a lot more with some of these other tools for like locally stored uh, file server streaming services, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm trying to maybe walk away from building everything on like Plex. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's really great to hear from a developer in this space because I was vaguely anxious by the announcement, but I don't know WTH what yeah. we would have to worry about. And then it starts, you, you start spinning on some of the other Amazon ecosystem. Yeah. I have really enjoyed having the Android subsystem in Windows 11. So I've got a little Windows Windows on ARM tablet that is now one of the most powerful and, and sort of flexible slates that you can buy. And you can run Linux apps, you can run Windows apps, you can run Android apps, but so much of the Android functionality is built directly on Amazon's App Store. And you, you, it starts to kind of erode the confidence of Amazon products as, you know, Amazon products and services. Like, well, if you get a Fire tablet at some point, are they going to start walking away? You know, now Fire TV isn't going to be built on sort of the more Android-y aspects of this. That means developers have to work on other apps and packaging and support. It bifurcates a lot of their support efforts. All this stuff gets gets crazy more complicated when you think about what the longer-term ramifications yep. might be. When I mean, it was never easy, but it was at least a little more familiar. You pick up an Amazon Fire tablet, you're like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing. If I've ever picked up an Android tablet, they're not that dissimilar. So that to me is the big concern is like looking down the medium term distance. If this kind of continues to split and they continue to fork like this, I I don't see where Amazon is really going to be able to fulfill the entire ecosystem that they've been able to develop kind of piggybacking on some of the work from developers making Android apps. It's a big question. It's a big question. So we'll see what happens next year when Android, when uh, Amazon has, uh, they're, they're going big with the connected TV space next year, apparently. We'll see uh, yeah. probably post-CES and all that sort of stuff, what, what happens with it. Um, but according to Dave, this has been years in the making, So, which I think that, that insight is really, really interesting. So yeah, For sure. Um, all right. Well, up next is our next email that we had teased a little earlier. Um, good evening, <laughs> Android Faithful Crew. I've been a longtime listener for the last four years. The three of you turn an otherwise semi-boring genre of tech into something interesting every week. This uh, might be this is our pull quote, by the way. If I ever if I ever need to get it. an ad on a poster, it's gonna say <laughs> you turn a, a, a semi-boring genre of tech into something interesting every week. Thank you. Um, I often listen to the podcast while constructing massive cities in SimCity 4 or driving along the coast of Spain or the Balkans in ETS2. Um, my question for you three is what is the best budget phone I can buy unlocked for Verizon? 
My current mm. phone is a budget Samsung phone, which is about five years old. Five years old is borderline useless on some days due to its slowness. I don't need a flashy phone with all the latest specs or the best camera, as I use a DSLR to do most of my photography and video work. I mostly use my phone for checking emails, finding an address in confusing Queens, New York, which I can attest that it can be confusing, <laughs> um, watching YouTube while waiting for a bus that never comes, LOL, banking, paying for transit. I don't game and nothing too demanding like having 30 browser tabs open at the same time. Um, my budget is 140 to $220. I would also like to have good battery life. And this comes in from Corey. Um, so throw it to the group. Uh, what is a, what is a good low cost phone? I actually did pull up, uh, Verizon's website to see what was available. Um, and yeah. I don't want to chat with them. Um, so it looks as if it's tough. It looks as if they've got the Motorola G pure for 149. The Nokia 2 Vitella for 168. The Samsung Galaxy A14 5G for 199. And then you get I, into I you get into the Motorola G so Power for 2 249. Here's so, here, yeah. here's 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 where I get a little um and Corey, I I'm not saying you shouldn't be um like I don't have a problem with your 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 presentation or or your budget. But I, I always worry that in my circles of family and friends, when someone says, oh, I'm not doing a whole lot on my phone, I don't need a whole lot, that's kind of the family member who comes back to me six months later and says, this phone is so laggy or so stuttery, I ended up replacing it and I just got myself an iPhone because they just work. And then you're like, but I know the phone that you got and you got this older iPhone was like two, maybe two and a half times more expensive than the phone that you got as an Android when you didn't need a lot, but then you wanted something smooth. So I would still try to consider the higher end of your budget just for maybe getting an older premium tier device that can still be fluid, be a nice uh, you know, sort of smooth experience for doing your day-to-day -day stuff. You don't need the horsepower, you're not playing a game, but I think you'll still appreciate having something that's a little bit more performant. And I, I think you also might want to strongly consider looking used in refurb. Like right now, now that the Pixel 8s are out, you could probably score a really good deal on a Pixel 6, right? You know, so knowing that Verizon is already going to be sort of a price premium for a lot of your phone to phone comparisons. Like if you could go totally unlocked versus a Verizon branded model, that would be where I would start kind of pointing. Look at like the sort of premium tier option from two years ago and you'd be in a good market to kind of satisfy something like that. I, I don't know that I would go $200 phone today if you can, especially if you're watching a podcast like or listening to a podcast like this, that means you're already a little techier than the average bear. <laughs> Excuse me. So you would know you buy a $200 phone today, you might get a year of software support. You buy a Pixel 6, you probably still get two more operating system updates. Already, it's still a better buy in terms of your software security updates and patches. Yep. Yeah, and overall, you're just going to get a better... You know, so, something back when I was playing paintball, I had a a, a guy uh, that I knew who made uh, custom parts, who who had his own shop, and and he said he said something that just stuck with me forever since then, and he said quality only hurts once, and 
you know, it just speaks to what Juan was talking about with family members who want to, you know, buy something inexpensive. And I don't blame anybody for wanting to do that. We all want that. But at the end of the day, your are the compromises going to be worth it for you? Yeah. And, and so when you pick up that $200 phone and you're waiting and, and, and it sounds so silly because we're in a society where we've become accustomed to computers and things that are moving in darn near real time. But when you're trying to do things on your phone and you're having to wait a minute, two minutes, three minutes because something's moving slow, something's laggy, 45 seconds, whatever, compared to something yeah. that when you touch it, it responds immediately or, or almost immediately. That really does make a big difference uh, in today's world because we're so used to everything happening in, in near real time. So spending a couple dollars more not only gets you something that is going to um, not have you waiting for it to do what it needs to do, but it's also going to last you a little longer. You know, to Juan's point, I, I hear people talking about how they can use a Mac and 10 years later, that Mac laptop is still functional and it still works. Well, yes, because you paid for hardware that's going to I last know. you. And that is always my example. Like I had that aunt yeah. who was like, oh, my new Mac is so much better than my old Dell. And you're like, well, what was your old Dell? And you're like, yeah. it was a 10-year-old laptop that I got for like $400. And well, what's your new Mac? A $1,500 MacBook. And you're like, yeah. so you don't <laughs> see like a decade? Of difference, and yeah. you spent three times more. Yeah. <laughs> if you buy a fifteen hundred dollar razor laptop, it's yep. gonna last you a long time, and it's just so it's, I, I've got I've I've picked it out. I've I've got it for him. You can find the Verizon LG Wing for a hundred and ninety eight dollars on Swappa. There you go. That's your that's swivel your hinge. Idea. Yeah. Classic LG design. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I was going to say, really? You're going to go? Uh. No, I, actually, I mean, because he's a Samsung, he, he's a former Samsung owner. I, I mean, even going back to like a Galaxy S20 5G, that's a yep. sub $200 phone now. And in, even in today's software, that thing is still a monster. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look up the, the Google Pixel 6, the Verizon branded uh, Google Pixel 6 is 175 bucks used. So those are your ballparks. Those are really good phones, which are going to be overkill for your needs today. Should last you a couple years into your style of usage. I, I mean, especially if you can maybe look at shopping a refurb on some of that stuff. I think you'd be in great shape. Yeah. Looking at that era of phones. Yeah. That, that I would... like the comment in the chat. Can I interest you in a gently used Palm Pre? <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have your Microsoft Kin still rocking? You don't have like a... Hey, don't make me break out my Sony Clie. <laughs> oh, I had a Clie. I, I had a Sony Clie. That was fantastic. Oh, love them. Um, yeah. No, Juan, I was going to go with you with the, with the go back... You know, go go because clearly, if if you know Corey's not looking for the best camera and all the kind of stuff that that, that the bells and whistles, go back a couple of years because those premium phones are now super affordable and you get them. Um, I I've given that advice to a couple people and then they get surprised by how much they now enjoy using their smartphone camera right. because their old yeah. smartphone camera was mediocre. Of course, you don't like taking pictures on an old mid-range or Samsung. You might like it a bit more yeah. on a newer. A Galaxy S20 would be a really nice upgrade for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, But, but even then, I mean, and what's great now is that those 
lesser priced premium phones that are several years still had better cameras than what he was working with oh, yeah. from the ca- you know from previous stuff so huge already step it's up. gonna be a huge step up yeah, for exactly. sure so yeah awesome question thank you Corey, and thank you dave for writing in you can write in a contact at androidfaithful.com we love to hear from you it's fantastic uh when you do we appreciate it well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me on this slow news week, which turned out to be uh, a great conversation. Um, uh, it was yeah. excellent. Um, so, Tashaka, where, if people want to see more of your work, where can they find you? Um, you can find me anywhere on the web at Tashaka Armstrong, T S H A K A Armstrong, uh, AKA, and this was a joke that happened kind of organically on Twitter, villain McBeardface. <laughs> Somebody had mm-hmm. a Twitter thread about Bond villains and. Somebody made a joke about me and my beard and, and Villain McBeard face stuck. So there we are. So yeah, you can find me anywhere on the web at, at Tashaka Armstrong, but you can also find my uh, work currently on Android Central and uh, iMore.com. Excellent. Yes, Android Central, we do enjoy your work, as evidenced as earlier. So, um, Mr. Juan, where can folks find you? I'm all over the place. Uh, somegadgetguy.com is probably the best place to just kind of find some of it and then uh social media some gadget guy youtube some gadget guy and a huge shout out to all the people supporting on my patreon uh patreon.com slash some gadget guy and uh yeah lots of stuff coming up for the holidays so uh, you i make a lot of noise so it's not difficult to stumble upon some of the things that i've done it's good noise. It's good noise. We we, we we like having you as part of the Android Faithful family, both of you. you guys My awesome, aunt so. actually, like, over over Thanksgiving is like, you make a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, oh, you're not interested in tech at all. Okay. Great. It's too funny. <laughs> you noticed. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and of course, if you listen to the show, you know you can find me at RonXO across all the various different social media stuff. I'm most active on Instagram these days, so you can see my nonsense there with music and movies and stuff like that. Um, but you can find everything you need for this show over at androidfaithful.com, uh, our lovely website where we've got links to our Patreon as well as to all the links to subscribe to the podcast, which I always think is funny, like just a little podcast kvetching. The the common podcast thing to tell everyone where to go subscribe to their podcast at the end of the podcast that they just listened to, clearly they found it already, right? But still, anyway, it's all there. It's what we do. It's yeah. weird if you don't have it at yeah, the exactly, end of your exactly. show. Um, but yeah, we're also, as I mentioned earlier, we are live on uh, every Tuesday at 5, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube at youtube.com slash show and on twitch.tv slash Internet. We love our DTNS family for helping us. Uh, Helping us and uh, welcome us to to their 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 playground to do our little show in. Um, but I want to thank Juan, thank Shaka, thank you for joining us. Um, I believe Win and Michelle will be back next week, um, which will be fantastic because uh, we only got a couple more weeks left in the year, and I'm sure there's a lot more stuff to come and talk about. Um, so make sure you go subscribe, go to Patreon.com/slash/AndroidFaithful. We thank everybody for their support, and we'll see you next week on Android Faithful.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 